Hello and welcome to Sumo Mainichi. My name's Dave, I'm here with Amy, and we are here to bring you all the action from day 11 at the Hatsu Basho Tokyo, Japan. This was a cracker of a day of sumo, wasn't it? Yeah, it was really good. We've been thinking a lot about day 10 and 11 with all the guys from down below popping up into the Sanyaku and yeah, this was another day of that. Well, it's the the overachievers is what I'm calling these yeah. three rikishi who start with or we've got Onosato, Oho and Onosho. Yep. The overachievers, maybe something like that. I'll, I might edit that out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the weather in Tokyo today as people trudged home, uh, five degrees Celsius, 41 degrees Fahrenheit. That's a cold night in Tokyo. That's chilly. Yep, that's that's a couple of layers. Even Melbourneites know to, to put on three or four layers there. <laughs> exactly. Little hat. Uh, someone who knows probably not a lot about the cold weather to that extent is a friend of the podcast, Kimba who has sent us through a, a report from her time at the Sumo. But this its a slightly different report. Yeah. Well, uh, Kimba is a big Sumo fan here in Melbourne. Uh, it actually turns out that we knew each other. Um, and it's always great when you meet new Sumo fans, number one. But when you turn out to have a connection, we used to work with her husband, Ryan, and discovered that we all love sumo. They've taken a big trip to Japan and they found themselves in a situation that I'm going to be honest, I'm extremely jealous at. Yeah, I think we can be honest about that. Uh, why don't we throw over to Kimba to tell us all about it? Hello, Sumo Mainichi fans. Uh, this is Kimba. I am currently at Ryogoku, uh, hanging out at the Kokugi Khan. Had a ringside seat, which was absolutely amazing. Biggest thing I want to share is I have been doing little morning pilgrimages to some of the Heia with no expectation, but just to go there and be like, wow, that's where the Onami brothers uh, create their dynasty. Wow, that's where Hakuho, you know, trained to become the goat. Um, we went to Arashio Bay a couple of days ago and the blinds were down because it is Basho time. But uh, while I was standing there, Wakataka Kage came out uh, just wearing a towel, which is actually more than he normally wears, uh, if you think about it. But it seemed like kind of an amazing event at the time. And uh, he looked at us and we looked at him and then off he went. But this morning we had an incredible thing happen. So we went to Miyagino, um, nothing was going on there. We heard the, you know, shiko and the uh, the grunts of morning practice. And then we wandered over to Izagahama just to get a photo out the front. I was wearing my Midori Fuji t-shirt and it just so happened that when we arrived, the Okami-san uh, house mother just happened to come outside and she saw us and saw my t-shirt and then she invited us to come inside Izugahama Baya. And we went in and there Right there was Terano Fuji and Tami Fuji and Midori Fuji and Takara Fuji and Takara Fuji and Nishiki Fuji. Just like all the Fujis were just there wrapping up their morning practice. And the weirdest thing of all was that Terano Fuji was like really concerned about getting us a nice cushion and getting us right to the front. And, you know, he just like took a lot of time and directed his um, underlings and we sat there and watched for a while and then they were all laughing at my Midori Fuji t-shirt and then a Midori Fuji came over and was like, do you want to take a photo with me? Because we were just like starstruck. And so, yes, I got a photo with Midori Fuji 
was sitting like 10 centimetres away from Terano Fuji and it was just one of the greatest moments of my life, honestly. It was incredible. Uh, so I just wanted to let you know. Bye. Wow. I mean. Wow. <laughs> an incredible story. I've been chatting with Kimber about this and I don't think I've managed to hide my jealousy. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> said anything outright, but oh my goodness, I would have loved to be there. Mm. She is also a huge Hoshoryu fan, so really on board with him for this, this basho and just an all-round sumo legend. And if you like jazz music, they're both uh, very, very good musicians. I'm just going to give her a plug here, Kimba Griffith. Brilliant stuff. Thanks, Kimba. Uh, yeah, the sumo god smiled on you. Yeah. And thanks for sharing that with us. Take Let's- me there next time. <laughs> Let's move on to the bouts for day 11. Yeah, we're going to look at Kodoshoho coming up against Takanosha. This was the first bout of the day. Pretty weird to see a Takanosha step up first. They both came into this on seven and three. So this is a positive uh, one to start off with. Battle for Kachikoshi. Kodoshoho got Takanosha really high. And throughout this belt, there was a bout, there was at least one arm in the air at all times. Yes. They were both just kind of standing up flailing around a little bit. I mean, it was good sumo. That makes it sound like oh, I'm saying it was bad. It was fine. I mean, it looked like a, a bout that should have been higher than Magashira 14 taking on Magashira 12. Good to see Takanosha looking sharp, though. Yeah, he pulled off the win. He found the space to uh, get Kodoshoho across the line, and that's his Kachikoshi at Magashira 12. This is his uh, lowest rank since he was Magashira 12 in November 19. So I'm glad that he didn't go um, any lower. Yes, exactly. Maybe he can start the build up towards the top again. Come on. In the first 11 days of this tournament, this is much better sumo from Takanosho. So congratulations on your Kachikoshi today. Uh, Kodoshoho still looking for his on seven and four. Uh, Meisei. Cleaned up Endo with ease today. It's a sickening clash of heads here, though. Oh, yeah. After this bout, you could see Endo walk out and one whole side of his face, particularly over the top of his eye, was red and starting to go darker as we were watching. Well, it's interesting. Uh, At the end of the bout, it it hadn't quite come up. But by the time he was walking down the Mm. Hanamichi, you could see it starting to swell and go red. Which I think means that it was... It would be super painful, right? I bet. Um, After they met here, Meisei committing the head, Endo really didn't have much. He had to step back and uh, Meisei quickly took him out. So hate to see it. Don't like to see head clashes like that. Uh, The bad news. I thought you meant about the makakoshi. Hate to see the makakoshi, but that's fine. Well, that's fine. It's when you're in the form Endo is in, it's inevitable. He's three and eight, Makakoshi Endo. Uh, Meisei moves one closer to the uh, Kachikoshi score of eight. He is seven and four. Kim Bozan had a better day opponent-wise against Miyogiryu than the Yokozuna yesterday. Yeah, I think that's safe to say. Annihilated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a strong touchy eye from both. Kim Bozan looked good. Mil Giryu, though, he is super strong, forced Kim Bozan to reply uh, in form, to dance around, and then Kim Bozan found space for an enormous shove of Mil Giryu right off the doyo. Yeah. Good to see uh, Kim Bozan pick up the win here, but seems to have badly injured his knee. Mm, he's got his right knee strapped. He needed help getting back onto the doyo to accept uh, the... yeah. Envelopes and also walking back out down the Hanamichi. Mm. 
Concerning signs here. We could see another Rikishi going uh, Kujo. Yeah, he actually looked really in pain. Yeah. Uh, and he hasn't got his Kachikoshi yet. He's six and five. Yikes. So if he's unable to back that up again, I mean, the knee looked heavily strapped already. So if he needs to go Kujo, that's a, a big problem for yeah. him at his rank of... That's oh, not the worst thing in the world. six. Yeah, it's, it's fine for him. Uh, Miyogiryu with that loss, three and eight. That's Makakoshi. Better luck next time. Yogiryu. Konoyama and Ryuden were up next, both three and seven. So to the loser, Makakoshi, that losing record. Konoyama came out swinging. Somehow Ryuden withstood the attacks here. He moved in close, got on the belt of Konoyama, survived a big pull down on the way in. Yeah, yeah, he did. But when he got in, close to Gonoyama, he got on the angle that Ryudan likes and I thought this is where he can start to do something. But Gonoyama yeah. moved so quickly after that. I think he might have felt it too. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously I'm a Ryudan fan. So I saw Ryudan get on the belt and I'm like, here we go. Mm. I was licking my lips. But Gonoyama did the same thing. But with his single hand belt grip, he just looked a lot stronger than Ryudan and marched Ryudan out quite easily. Yeah, I like how he didn't let Ryudan establish himself or get in a position where he could do anything with that. He kept active and he was able to not get Makakoshi, but that meant that Ryudan did. Yeah, Ryudan three and eight uh, at the rank of uh, Maegashira five, which is as high as we've seen him fighting recently. Mm. I feel like Ryudan, the sumo's been happening around him, mm. but he hasn't really managed to stamp his authority on many of his bouts. Yeah, I would say that my overall feeling of him is that he's doing fairly strong sumo, but uh, nothing flashy, but not pulling off the wins. Mm. It was exactly one year ago he was this high. He was, oh no, I lie. He was Maegashira 2 in March of this year. Mm. But that obviously didn't suit him because he went 2 and 13. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's uh, hard to be a Ryudan fan these days. Are you no. going to stick with it? Oh, you bet I am. Uh, the next bout of the day, Tobizaru and Midori Fuji. Yeah, two of the smaller guys. And Tobizaru kept Midori Fuji at arm's length. He was pushing him away, uh, keeping him from getting underneath him. Yeah. Midori Fuji seems too insistent on trying to get in under the shoulder. He was trying to push yeah. up at the arms and, as you said, get that position for you know, you can only assume the Kataskashi. Yeah. And, but it was obvious that Tobizaru understood this. Yeah. He really kept him away and then was able to get on the side of him, uh, step out of the way, spin him around and push him out. But he didn't quite push him far enough. Midori Fuji tried to do a special 360 on the <laughs> Tawara. Well, 180. Well, he was already facing out, so he tried to go all the way. So Tobizaru spun him the halfway and he was yeah. facing out. And then he did the extra or tried to do the extra 180 to avoid being pushed out. Oh, yeah, Kuridashi. an extra 180. Because if, you, if you're an going An extra out, 180, yeah. Yeah. The full 360. No, he didn't do a, a 540, did he? No, no. He no. just did a 180. Would you like his, me to go through no, the no, math I, again? I, I think I understand. <laughs> so from his final position, he flipped around did a 180. Yes. Yes, yes. Because he didn't want to go out of Kuridashi. Yeah. And he almost got back up. He almost rode the Tawara uh, to success, but Tobizaru landed one more shove. Wow. It was brave uh, sumo, but I wouldn't say this was very wise sumo. This one was over. And yes, he did manage to plant his feet, but not for long enough to find any stability. No, and it meant he fell really awkwardly, yeah. actually. He got pushed into the salt 
bucket yeah, and it went everywhere and that corner, that means it's a corner and so you're falling down over all the apparatus, the bucket, the corner, yeah. like you're sure to injure yourself there. But uh, obviously shows his uh, determination to win yeah. at all costs. But today it was Toby Zaru's. Toby Zaru uh, moving to six and five with that win. He's just uh, chugging away. Yeah, quite. Chugging away. Yeah. Uh, but unfortunately for Midori Fuji fans, uh, that's Makakoshi, three and eight at Maegashira, two. He'll see a bit of a slide depending on how these last four or five days pl- play out. Yeah, it's his third try. Um, at Magashira 1 or 2 to get into the Sanyaku and he's never managed it. So one day, maybe. I mean, on you know, at his best, if he could string that together for 10 days, mm. he'll get there. But oh, There's so many bigger guys oh, around I know, him. I know. When you look at the, the I mean, surrounds. He, he's a treasure, Midori Fuji. Yep, yep. We can agree on that. Uh, okay, the next bout of the day, just one. We'll uh, check in on quickly. Shodai versus Atami Fuji. Yeah. You know, two ricochet we like to keep an eye on. That's right. I mean, we thought maybe we don't need to and then we just went, well, you know, we love these two. Yeah. And Shorty, I thought early on he was showing his ex Ozeki colours. I got. I, I really have to say it because I thought he looked good. <laughs> yeah, right. Maybe I'm just looking for positives. Uh, Shorty was attacking. He was slipping left and right, but he just couldn't destabilise Atami Fuji, who kept rotating and, uh, well, sorry, not rotating, he kept retreating. Uh, and as you said so perfectly afterwards, both of these rikishi are Tawara merchants. Yeah, yeah, they've invested in the straw. They are very, very uh, comfortable slipping along the Tawara. But this time uh, it was Atami Fuji retreating, short eye on the attack, and Atami Fuji just so good on his feet, dances along and sends short eye down. Yeah, I thought it was interesting because I guess I haven't thought before about if their sumo is similar or not. And I think overall it's not, but that dancing away on the edge uh, was a little bit similar today. Short I had to go full floppy at the end with that loss. Probably would have expected to win this one. Yeah, I think so. So he's four and seven. He's on the road to Kachikoshi. Please say it isn't so. Well, there's a bit of silence there. Well, Atami Fuji, <laughs> he's, he's five and six. He's broken a, a loss streak. Yeah, a couple of losses in a row there. Nice to put a white dot next to those. Uh, I think Shorto's going to have potentially, he's fought one Ozeki, he's fought Yokozuna Terunofuji and one Sekiwake. It might get share of four. I wonder what his last five days will be. Well, I think the... Upper Sanyaku are, um, are exclusively reserved for each other. Yes, well, over the last three days. For the for last sure. three days. I mean, do you want to tell me who he's got tomorrow? Uh, now? Sure. Because we wouldn't look at it otherwise. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> now I want to know. Uh, he's got Shonanumi. Oh. Oh, what a gift. <laughs> what a <laughs> gift. What a burn. <laughs> what? <laughs> to have Shonanumi. I mean, that's oh. a, that is a gift for sure. Well, uh, you know, Sean Anumi, yes, he's one win, 10 losses. He's Maegashira six. It makes sense for him to be fighting Maegashira for Shota. Yeah, in fact, that was the worst bout of today to watch oh. Tomokaze, Sean Anumi, both obviously injured. Sean Anumi in particular can barely move, just well, sort of padding around the duo. We, yeah, we saw Tomokaze's um, touchy eye now is just him standing there he and waiting. He just stands there. And yep. even still he could move Sean Anumi back. Yeah. Oh. 
Be careful with him, Short Grim. Eye. Short Eye will probably lose. Very, very grim. Oh, no. Well, Short Eye knew he's got uh, one, right? All right. We've said that Short Eye is four and seven on the road to Kachikoshi. Atami Fuji with that win is five and six. Wakamoto Haru came up next against Tamawashi. He's drawn level Tamawashi with Akinoshima, who uh, has 1,283 bouts uh, in the top division. And he's one ahead of Hakuho now. So just so much experience. Again, we comment on it all the time. Wakamoto Haru, though, he is coming into this one on, well, both of these coming in on seven and three. Yes. Wakamoto Haru trying to get back into Sanyaku. And I thought he was really clever here. He took the sting out of the tachi eye from Tamawashi. Tamawashi's been coming out with the Norua and Wakamoto Haru stepped to the left. Yeah, has he been watching the tapes? I think so. He seemed very, very aware just to keep that head back a little bit yep. or tucked in. And he angled his body yeah. so that the thrust, it actually wasn't a straight out Norua in the end, but the thrust didn't have the force that it could have straight on. And from there, Wakamoto Haru just stayed super solid, just stayed strong, moved Tamawashi back. Would you describe this sumo as honest? I would give this 150% rank on honest. <laughs> Wakamoto Haru, that's another great honest effort. Kachikoshi for him. I was very, very happy to see him get his eighth win. S-tier honesty. Yes. He goes yes. Love it. Back to at least Komasubi. There's well, a let's not get it. I, I think shuffling let's be, round up there. Let, but Let's be happy with Komasubi. Yep. Yep. I will take Komasubi actually. I, I think I'm really happy with that. I don't need to be greedy here. No, 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 no. He got a an interview. He was very um, solemn. He's solemn at the moment. Well, he's home. a man who loves to take a big uh, exhalation of breath right into the microphone, isn't he? <laughs> solemn <Wakamoto> Haru? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the Sanyaku bouts. Did we say Tamawashi's score? I don't seven think and we did. four, seven. still trying for that kachikoshi. Great, seven and four. Sanyaku, we kicked off with Magashira 2, Abi up against Komasubi Ura. And I want to treasure each time I say that. Yeah, we'll say it every time. We will. Uh, Ura. Komasubi Ura. Komasubi Ura tried going under the Abi attacks out of the touch. No great surprise here. Yeah, he ducked really low. We haven't seen him back duck this low for uh, for a little bit. Really tried to maybe attack the legs or... Yeah. Well, I think he was just trying to keep his head out of the way maybe. Yep. Either way, Abi kept attacking and Ura found himself on the bales. He fought himself off valiantly, uh, but in doing so, he came forward. He was off balance, stumbling forward a bit and Abi sent him down. Yeah, I think if Ura could have stayed up for a little bit longer, Abi himself was on a bit of a tricky angle, but he was already out of it, Ura, by uh, by going down so low. And he moves to two and nine, one Fusancho included. Oh, God, it's so grim, isn't it? But actually I saw, I, I'm not going to find it right now, but I saw that Kakuyu when he was on um, the NHK broadcast the other day just had some words of encouragement where it was just like, from this experience, Ura will gain, you know, a whole lot of uh, experience <laughs> in the bouts that he's gone through and he it'll just help him get better at sumo and become keener to get back again. And, you know, he was just like okay, a few quiet words. Oh, I, I do enjoy Kakuryu's optimism. Quietly and carefully <laughs> spoken from the ex-Yokozuna. Okay. So Abi with that win, five and six. Kodnowaka, the leader of this Basho 
was against Ojo today at Maegashira 11. Probably come up a little bit too much. And I thought actually here Ojo did well for a second. He stopped (laughs) (laughs) a second. Uh, One second. I put a time on it. But, you know, I mean... Doing well against Kodnawaka for one second. I guess I'm comparing it to yesterday with Onosato, how he yeah. straight away clamped on the belt yeah. and took him out. Oho was able to avoid that fate, being absolutely destroyed <laughs> in the first <laughs> microsecond. And then he actually may managed to deflect his arms as well on the Tawara and come back a little bit. But then he moved himself back and sort of tried to pull, which obviously wasn't working, and Kodnawaka was able to push him out with another little extra push. Oho showed some inner strength in this bout, I thought. There was one point where he was on the, you know, back of the feet against the Tawara, Kodnawaka coming forward. Just through sheer determination, he start, uh, Oho started throwing out thrusting attacks that kept Kodnawaka for closing in and finishing the bout. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there were small moments in yeah, this. Yeah, we're looking for tiny things. Yeah. But... but, I mean, it feels like only you know, a basho or two ago, and I feel like we've done it so often where we've, you've watched Orho lose day after day and go, why is this guy so hyped or why was he so hyped? Yes. But he's not doing so badly. Yep. I was pleased with him today. Uh, it was more the, the situation that he was put in that isn't as interesting, seeing Kodnawaka just, you know, basically obliterate someone yeah. <laughs> 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 again. Um, but. He did well. He's six and five. Kodnawaka, though, keeps himself in the lead on 10 and one. That means that nobody can catch him today. They can just stay that one step behind if they win. Yeah, he's ice cold. Kodnawaka. All right, next up we had Ozeki Kirishima up against Sekiwake Daesho. Now, I thought it was interesting here out of the touchy eye. I thought Kirishima might try to get in close and clamp down on Daesho, but no, he matched Daesho's thrusting attacks. Yeah, he's so versatile. He is, isn't he? I enjoyed seeing it and I think it would be a bit of a surprise to Daesho because he used to, he might be used to people trying to deflect it or step out of the way of it or um, get in underneath it. Um, and Kirishima showed though why he can be so dangerous in these situations. He he watches his opponent very carefully. We saw it again here, Daesho attacks. Kirishima slipped aside, dodged the attack. Now, Daesho showed good foot footwork to keep himself in this bout for a little longer, but uh, it was enough here. That slight moment of Daesho being off balance, Kirishima came in, Daesho was too off balance and he just stepped over the Tawara. I feel for Daesho here because he did try quite a lot of moves and he did keep himself in it for longer than he possibly uh, deserved to. But that's three losses in a row for him. He didn't win the Sekiwake <sighs> battle against yep. Kodnawaka. And then Hoshoryu, you know, just did Hoshoryu things. And now losing to Kirishima, he's again coming in underneath, just underneath the requirement for moving, taking that next step and moving up to Ozeki. He's doing so well. Mm. He's representing his brand of sumo really well. Let's positive. Keep it, let's keep it positive and say that he's an excellent Sekiwake. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Although he hasn't got his Kachikoshi yet. Not yet. Not, Not yet. yet. <laughs> he's six and five. <laughs> Kirishima keeping himself in it and I suppose keeping that Yokozuna run alive at nine and two. Onosato was the next to step up on the Doya, the Magashira 15. 
getting taken down yesterday by Cardinal Waka. Has he had some time to reflect before coming up against Ozeki Hoshoryu? And I just have to say that there's probably not a ricochet at the moment that I'm enjoying watching more than Hoshoryu. This was an incredible bout from him and probably one of my favourite bouts of sumo that I've ever seen. You say that. You saw Kisnasado win a Yusho. One of the one. one of that them. is the. That is the. <laughs> um, that is the. There's nothing more to say about that. Yep. Um, you asked whether, or not whether, but how Onosato reflected on his loss yesterday to Kodnawaka. I don't think he did. Mm. Because we saw right out of the touchy eye, Onosato, like he did with Kodnawaka yesterday, yep. give up the right side of his yeah. belt. Yeah, so that was the first thing. Hoshori clamped, clamped that left, the left hand on. Clamped the left hand on. And we saw it yesterday. Like that was the reason that he lost that so quickly. Yeah. And we saw today Hoshori did exactly the same thing. So he got the left hand on. Then he slipped that. As Onosato, he is not maybe great at working out what to do in these situations because he hasn't had someone take it to him like this. So as he's sort of thrashing around a bit, the right hand came in as well got the belt, and then Hoshori threw him down over the knee. So pivoted his hips very quickly and threw this giant man, Onosato, down. This this was an extraordinary throw. As Hoshori, like you saw how much he had to put into this throw because he had to take himself down too, yep. but had the presence of mind to yeah. ro- rotate his body around to make sure he hung long enough. I mean, they showed replay after replay of this, and I did not get sick of it. I, I still couldn't believe it after three or four re- replays going, did this really just happen? At the moment in this form, it's like he has more time in each oh, second. Exactly. He's yeah. working to a different dimensions time frame yeah. or something. Because as you said, to move his body in that way at the end, to just avoid any uh, going down at the same time yeah. as Onosato. It was just yeah, incredible. Yeah, this was an absolute treat. And a loose belt as well from Onosato. So he had the, the top part of it. I know he had both hands had on both the belt, hands, yeah. but still he had to lift up on that side. He pulled it high and he was still able to pull it, it off. The it, position it, of the knee. Yeah, I think it was a, there was so much working towards Hoshoryu throwing him that, yeah, the belt was a little loose, but there were so many points of throwing. Oh, he, he's a very, oh, I've said it before, Hoshoryu is a sumo genius. Mm. Yep. He's winning Incredible. fans. He has to be. Winning fans. I mean, he has a lot already, but there are all these popular guys around here. But every day at the moment, he's showing this genius. Well, I think today he won a fan in you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, (laughs) I think you've tipped over into full-on fandom. (laughs) Certainly going on about it a lot. Sorry about that. All right. Well, no, let's take scores. Yay. Uh, (laughs) Kimber would be happy. (laughs) Hoshoryu, nine and two. Onosato, eight and three. The final bout of the day was Terunofuji up against... Or not sure. Yep. At Maigashira 14, why is this happening? <laughs> you know, We're so why? excited about it when it when we first saw it on day nine. Well, we saw the... when you see it on the Torakumi, y- you go, well, this is going to be exciting. Yeah, there's a glow around it. And the then letters see... are written in gold. And then you see uh, Onosho step up <laughs> and have to face Terunofuji like, oh, no. Thankfully, this was over really quick. 
Yeah. Onoshore came out of the touchy eye like a shot. Uh, Terunofuji, we've seen this before. He pulls Onoshore's outstretched arm through, quickly clamps left hand on the back of the belt and just deposits Onoshore over the Tawara. Yeah, as he said, it was so quick, so defi- decisive. <sighs> I couldn't tell if that was something that he'd thought about doing before or, or whether it was just the way that Onoshore presented his body to him. I... I wonder, I think the advantage that Terunofuji has against these uh, lower-ranked rikishi is that they have to come at him hard. Yeah. They have to come out and hit him hard. Yes. So maybe then he's he can predict what they're going to do. Yeah, he needs a Tobizari-style uh, stand back well, almost. I wonder now if that's not the, that's not the ploy. Mm. I can't wait to see these final three days. Yeah. Terunofuji fighting Kodnawaka. Yep. Terunofuji fighting Hoshoryu. Hoshoryu Kirishima. Hoshoryu, Hoshoryu Kirish- Kodnawaka. Yeah. Whoever wins this Yu show is going to really have worked hard for it. Yep. Because there's a lot of sumo to go. These uh, top of Sanyaku Rikishi have uh, all uh, staked their claim on this Yu show. I mean, could this be one of the best setups? Yeah. For a while, we've been through, and there's one more day of other bouts. Junk. <laughs> Junk. <laughs> we've come full circle. No, we've come 180. Hang on. <laughs> we've come 540. <laughs> um, yeah. And then we hit on Friday, you know, clear the schedule because yeah. we hit the gold. Yeah, we do. So we've got a day to gather our thoughts. Yeah. Uh, fill up our... Uh, Banks of emotional resilience. Oh, yes. Buy a few uh, buckets. Buy a few buckets. Make sure the fridge is stocked with booze, <laughs> <laughs> if you know what I mean. Uh, take us through the show race as it stands. I will on 10 wins. Sekiwake Kodnawaka out by himself. The wind blowing in his hair. Nine wins. The Yokozuna, Terunofuji, and both the Ozeki still in the competition. Kirishima and Hoshoryu. Okay, let's look at the top of the card for tomorrow. As we mentioned earlier, Terunofuji takes on Onosato in the final bout of the day. Kirishima takes on Tamawashi. Mm-hmm. Going for his Kachikoshi. Going for his Kachikoshi. This feels a little bit unfair at Maegashira 10. For Tamawashi. For Tamawashi, yeah. <laughs> They've, uh, it's an 8-2 record to Kirishima there. Now, this is interesting. Maegashira 12, Takanosho has a shot at Hoshoryu. Right. So he goes from the first bout of the day. To gets fighting Hoshoryu. Kachikoshi. And they're like, well, that would this would have been before, before. he even got the Kachikoshi. Do you know, I'm not saying that this programming is bad. It's just unfamiliar. Yeah. I think I'm starting to get used to it. And maybe over time, if this is a new direction where you just give kids the chance at the <laughs> superstars, I, I'm, I'm all for it. I just think it's going to take some time to sink in. Now, I think there's a few annoying practical reasons, like all of the Kyujo and then Takiyasu coming back. Yeah. And plus yeah. the, you know, Terunofuji, Midori Fuji, Atami Fuji all being near the top. Yep. And unable to fight each other, I guess. That plays into it as well. Okay. They well, just let, don't let have me, that many options. Let me tell you who Sekiwake Daesho has tomorrow. Maegashira 5, Ryuden, who is 3 and 8. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean... You're right. You're exactly right for those reasons, but... They've got pieces of paper in a little bag. It is all messed up and I like it. <laughs> uh, I reckon that's it for day 11. Yep. We can't wait to uh, see you tomorrow for day 12. 
Yep. It was a day of mixed fortunes. See you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Yeah.